Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. May the Holy Spirit empower and embolden us to live as his church, to make a difference in the world that the Spirit calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies to be his own. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Back in 2015, Facebook rolled out a new feature called On This Day. And what it does is it takes images and posts and status updates from previous years and puts them into your present feed. And these resurrected posts are flashbacks, they're blasts from the past. Here's what you were doing on this day last year. Here's what you wrote five years ago. Here's an update that you shared from a previous decade. Recently, I've been getting blasts from the past of, of vacations from past years. This past Friday was National Donut Day, and so I got some posts of delicious donuts that I've enjoyed in previous years. But it's not just Facebook that does that kind of thing, though. A photography companies such as Shutterfly will send you past things to get you to try to uh, remember a wonderful event and order more prints and that kind of thing. And these, these things that, that deliver to us these flashbacks, they do several things. First, they drive us back into the past. They call to mind images and emotions that a lot of times are long since forgotten, but you get that blast from the past, you remember things that, that you've previously forgotten. You can't help but stop and linger for a few minutes in years gone by. But that's not all that they do. These flashbacks also propel us forward into the future. They invite us to look forward to the day when our present has become the past and to make the most of the time that we have here and now. And today, as we celebrate the day of Pentecost, we see that Pentecost is that same kind of flashback. Each year, as we celebrate Pentecost, it drives us, the church, back to the past. It recalls the images and emotions of those earliest Christians and their amazing participation in the resurrection of Christ. But it also does more. It also propels us to the future. It inspires us, it encourages us to continue the mission that God first gave the church on Pentecost and continues to give to his people of every time and place. And so first, uh, it takes us back to the past. Remember that the Holy Spirit came upon the church at Pentecost 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus. We rightly call this day the birthday of the church. The day when the Holy Spirit descended upon the believers and empowered them to do some amazing things. You know the story well. The disciples were gathered together in one place. The King James Version says they were in one place with one accord, united together. Pentecost was originally a Jewish holy day celebrated on the 50th day after the Sabbath of Passover week. It was an annual feast. It was one of the three great annual feasts of Israel. Passover, Pentecost, and the Feast of Booths. The fact that Pentecost was a major festival is indicated by the fact that Jews from all over the Mediterranean region had poured into Jerusalem for this celebration. 
On the day of Pentecost, the apostles were also there in Jerusalem, gathered together. And suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the house. And the apostles saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Suddenly they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them. This phenomenon spilled out into the streets and attracted a crowd. Remember, Jews from all over the world were visiting Jerusalem on that day. And when these visitors heard the sound of the disciples speaking in these different languages, they were bewildered. Because each one heard their own language being spoken. And it's been said that the miracle of Pentecost was not only the gift of tongues, but also equally the gift of ears, as each heard and understood in his own language. This was God's work, indeed. And then Peter preaches, so that through the word of God, the Holy Spirit might come to all the people, convicting them of their sin, and then pointing them to Christ and his cross. And that is exactly what happened. For as we read a little, as we read a little later, some 3,000 people then believed and were baptized. And it wasn't because Peter was a gifted preacher or such a charismatic orator or such a great leader of men. It was the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit working through the word, making known the name of God through the person and work of Jesus. And just as through Jesus God came and made his home among us, so through the Holy Spirit he continues to do so today. That is our reality. It's our reality through our baptism into Christ. Remember, that's supposed to be something that we recall daily, that we remember daily, our baptism, the promises that God made to us in baptism. Our baptismal identity as children of God. What a wonderful flashback that is to remember our baptism, remember the present reality of of God's promises to us in baptism. But that comfort in that baptismal flashback is also accompanied by a challenge. God has made his home in all who love Jesus. Our life is now his, and his life is ours. Which means that we are a part of his mission to bring life in life in Christ to all people. And so, brothers and sisters in Christ, our participation is not optional. It's who we are. It's not something we say, oh, I don't feel like it now, maybe, maybe someday down the road. Our participation in the church and its mission is not optional. It's who we are. It's what we do. And so there should be no apathy or complacency among the members of God's church. We should all be active in using the gifts that God has given us, the time, talent, and treasure to further the mission and ministry of his church, to bring Christ into our community, into our homes, into our workplaces, everywhere we go. Because the mission of the church, the mission of God in Christ, is just as urgent today as it was on Pentecost. And God has sent you And me, just as surely as he sent those earliest followers of Jesus. And so we celebrate this day of Pentecost, not just as a historical event or a a day gone by, 
But remember, and we celebrate, because the outpouring of the Spirit that began on that day continues. It continues among us yet today. But through the preaching of the gospel, through the water of holy baptism, we too are given the Spirit of the Lord. We're joined to the church, capital C, church. Because the church is not our work, but it's the Spirit's work. The church is not something we join, but something to which the Holy Spirit calls us and joins us. The church is the gathering and the miracle of the Spirit, which is still happening among us today. It's why we're here gathered together as a church family at Grace. That's why we call the preaching of the word and the giving of the sacraments the signs or marks of the church today. For through word and sacrament, we have the promise of the Spirit to come and work. And where the Spirit is, there is Christ. And there is the church. And the order is important. It's not that we know where the church is because the church does the marks. We know where the church is because the marks do the church. The marks are the means through which the Spirit is poured out upon us. Whether it's through the preaching and baptizing of Peter and the eleven, or the preaching and baptizing of pastors today. It's through word and sacrament that our crucified, risen, and ascended Lord is still working among us today, sending his spirit, forgiving sins, giving faith, and giving life, life eternal. And we have the honor and, and blessing to be able to be a part of that be a part of that church, to be a part of that mission that continues yet today. So yes, Pentecost is a flashback. It drives us back to the past to remember, but it also propels us forward into the future. It reminds us of the abiding presence of Christ in those who love him and keep his word, his presence with you and me. And so with that promise, knowing that Christ is with us, our prayer as his church is just as we prayed earlier in the intro. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Alleluia. Amen.